fucking hot in this shed. It's always hot in this shed. I can't wait till we're freezing in this shed. I can't wait till I can wear a fucking hoodie. Ugh, I know. God damn! I just want, I just want warm clothes. I know. It was cold for like a day. Yeah. A single day. And tease me with that cold bullshit. And now it's a million degrees again. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's going to be 97 tomorrow. And I'm like, you can just shut your whore mouth. Lord, baby Jesus, don't let it be. Yeah. So how you doing, Erin? I don't think I've ever been better, Stace. Oh. (laughs) Err. That was like the most aggressive way to tell me that you're having a great day. (laughs) You know? Yeah. it's, it's It's just a great day. Yeah, I mean, we got to record, so there's that. That's true. I got to see your face. It's yeah. pretty amazing. That's my favorite part. I like seeing your face. I like seeing my face, too. Even if it's through the little flap of a fucking robot box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our setup is pretty janky still. But, listen, we're professionals. We are. No big deal. Technically, we get paid, so we are technically, professionals. Yeah, technically speaking. Yeah, no big deal. Just fucking insider glimpse into the industry Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me tell you all about the industry yeah we're not a part of it i don't know it (laughs) isn't it weird (laughs) we're like a part of something and we're like i don't fucking get it i don't know someone else should take care of this (laughs) (laughs) i'll just show up again and talk about murder Mm -hmm. okay well aaron give me your goddamn so i can talk about some murder okay well my goddamn is that our new fucking sweetheart, Alexis, who has been doing <laughs> some of our editing for us, which uh-huh. is amazing, and I love amazing. her, and she has taken so much fucking stress off my life. What a goddamn angel. Mm-hmm. But she lives in leggings always, and I was like, Ugh, I need to get into something that. something right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's see, what, let's see what that's about. And so I was like, hey, where do you get your leggings? Because obviously... I need to invest in some. I think I have like three pairs of jeans, and I was like, I need, I need new bottom half wardrobe, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And I was like, where do you get that shit? And she was like, um, girl, this shit's all fucking expensive ass brand name. And I was like, damn it, we're not on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll go to Target. Yeah, I was like, mm, that's unfortunate. I thought you were gonna tell me like a brand I could get on Amazon, right? <laughs> like, damn. And then she was like, uh, but I have a bunch that I don't wear anymore. Do you want them? And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Give that me all hand-me-downs, Exactly what I want. Yeah. And then today, this bitch brought me fucking 14 pairs of leggings. <laughs> <gasps> that's like that's like winning the lotto. It's like two weeks straight of fucking leggings. You don't ever have to do laundry. No. Exactly. You have at least 14 t-shirts. That's oh, the easy yeah, part. Yeah. The only time you do laundry is because your jeans are dirty. Exactly. <gasps> and I literally only had like three pairs of jeans. So I have just like fucking quadrupled. <laughs> 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 More than that, my wardrobe of my bottom half. And wow. it's the best thing ever. And so then today, while I was at work, uh, she like came by, swung by, dropped them off and was like, deuces, right? And uh-huh. I was like, later, thanks. And uh-huh. it was a huge fucking bag. And I was all excited about it. And then at like three-ish... Mm-hmm. The other lady that I work with left for the day. And today I was wearing my fat pants that are no longer my fat pants. They're my like goal pants now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. And I was like, I don't want to wear these anymore. Fuck pants, right? I'm uh-huh. going to fucking change into a pair of these leggings. First of all, try it on, see how it fits, see what it's like. And yeah. also get out of fucking jeans an hour early. Yes, I'm in. All about Let's it. Do it. And so there's no one at my place of business. And I was like, I'm not a monster, though. I'm going to go to the bathroom to change, right? Yeah, smart. You don't need somebody walking in and being blinded by the whiteness of a moon. Yeah, exactly. Even though, like, I always keep the door locked because I don't want to get murdered and stuff. I'm still like, it's weird. I'm just going to go change in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so then I did, and then I came out, and my boss was there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good thing you went in the bathroom. Good thing I went in the bathroom, yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, that's weird. And I came out literally holding pants, right? (laughs) I'm holding jeans, and I'm wearing leggings. And I saw him this morning, and I was not wearing leggings this morning. (laughs) And he knows that. Like, he's very aware of things. Uh And so I know that he knew Uh but also as i was walking i got a glimpse of the fucking side of my leg because also the bathroom Uh mirror only goes to like i don't know my boobs Uh so i can't see the bottom half of me i was like i assume these are normal and i just put them on and left right yeah 
And so I'm walking out because I'm like, oh, shit, my boss is here holding pants. And I was like, got to ditch these because that'd be weird if I walked back into my office holding a pair of pants. <laughs> so then I threw those by the printer. And then I am just now realizing that they're still there. Oh, my God. That's even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> they're folded. And I kind of tucked them behind it. But that's super weird. It's like you're hiding something. I don't want to come like out I with fucking pants. Yeah, <laughs> I am hiding counter. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then as I was walking, I looked down and I realized that these leggings have fucking holes, like the little holes, like the little design holes, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know, speed speed holes? Yeah, to like breeze, yeah. breeze holes. Fucking going all the way up, like legit to my fucking ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so breezy. Oh, my God. And it was too late by then. I couldn't go back in the bathroom. If Did I can... anybody notice? Well, I walked into the office where my boss is. Yeah. And I didn't address it. And I could tell. Like, he looked down and was like, the fuck? And then <laughs> didn't say anything. He didn't address it either. I'm sure he was like, those are not appropriate. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so fucking embarrassing. Like, kill me. <laughs> and then I just went and sat at my desk and I, like, scooted my chair under so that my legs weren't as visible. They were hidden. Oh, God. But then something happened on the printer and it, like, yelled at me as if to say, hey, I need some more paper. And I had to, like... I was like, I'm just going to ignore it, right? And yeah. then he was like, I'll wait for those so that I can, like, go take whatever it is down to the shop so like, you don't have to go down it. there. And I was like, thanks for being so fucking nice. <laughs> 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 so then I had to fucking get up and go past him with my fucking speed hole leggings. <laughs> <laughs> your, your whore leggings. <laughs> yeah, and then fill up the fucking thing, and then we all waited for it, and we were just, like, chatting, and it was so awkward. And then afterward, I text Alexis, and I'm like, uh, fucking kill me. This just happened. And she goes, oh, yeah, maybe those are at-home leggings. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. You bitch. <laughs> what? How big are these holes? I mean, they're little holes, but they're, like, a lot of them, like, it makes it like a mesh, uh-huh. you know? And then well, just, does it go up the back of your leg or the side of your leg? It, like, went all the way up the side of my leg. Like, uh, starting from the ankle, it, like, goes up to the front a little bit, like, in, on your shin. And then it goes, like, to the side. And then it just goes, like, fucking up and then wraps around your butt. They're Gymshark leggings, which I guess means, like, you know, people who are in shape or go to the gym are supposed to wear them. Uh-huh. So, like, maybe they want to show off their sweet-toned ass. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-oh. <laughs> Here's windows to all my cellulite. <laughs> I mean, these leggings keep it all in place. Uh-oh. Is that a hole in my leggings or a dimple? You don't know. <laughs> it's as if you put fishnets over unbaked biscuits. <laughs> so deli. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so bad. Also, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so embarrassing! Yeah, I it was love that he bad. didn't say anything. Oh no, like oh, this is not appropriate. Yeah, Alexis is like, maybe he didn't notice. I'm like, he noticed. <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way he didn't notice. First of all, they're black, and I am white. Like, I am sheet Pale. of paper white <laughs> yeah. under these fucking black leggings. So I'm pretty sure he. Unless he was like, oh, that's an interesting white Pattern. design they have under there. <laughs> what is that, a bruise that they also put in it? No. Why would they make it look like left <laughs> Why would they make it look like that? Uh. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he noticed. He noticed. He oh, just awkward. had the fucking decency to not say anything. Just pretend that he was probably fucking embarrassed for you. Uh, guaranteed this he is was. Awkward. Yeah, he's like, I can't address this because I'm pretty sure that's a sexual harassment lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, score on new pants, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely embracing the legging lifestyle now. Just those are my, quote, at-home leggings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I really want you to wear them over to my house, though, so I can see what's happening. I will. Like, I need a visual of what is going on here. (laughs) I'll I'll send them to you. Oh, my God. That's great. Slash horrifying. Yeah. So uh, what's your goddamn? Well, right before you got here, my sweet little fucking toddler... Gave me a five-finger fucking punch to the face. Oh, no. Dude, today's not my day for toddler shit. Oh, no. He was like, I'm like, okay, it's time to get in our PJs, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, arms up, trying to be all cute. And he was in front of me, like, facing away from me. And he fucking flung his arms up like he was supposed to and hit me right in the face. And I had mm-hmm. my glasses on. And mm-hmm. it just, like, bashed my glasses into my face. And it hit Did you get another like, fucking bruise? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I didn't get a bruise. Thank God. But it hit that, like, pain level where you're like, I am going to fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, you get serious. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, I just want to take him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a fucking cut on my lip 
currently from my sweet little baby's fucking skull. And I'm like, I will, I will so love hard. you till the day that you die. <laughs> but it's so hard right now. It might be sooner than later. Drama <laughs> rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, through clenched teeth, I was like, you need to be aware of your body. Like, tell me a three-year-old. <laughs> be aware of your body. You hurt me. That hurt. And he, like, you could tell he was scared, but he was also kind of giggling. Like, like, geez, mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh Going my God. a little God. overboard there, aren't you? And then last night, for some fucking reason, at three or at one thirty in the morning, he was just like, hey, you know what I don't want to do? Sleep in my bed anymore. I'm going to mom's side of the bed. Mm. And so he wakes me up, and I was sleeping so wonderfully. And I'm so tired because mm-hmm. we recorded forever yeah. the night before. And we're doing it again. And I, we're doing it again tonight. And so last night, I was like, I just want some good sleep. I'm so tired. I went to bed at a semi-decent time, and I was fucking slumbering away, loving my life. Mm-hmm. Living my best life in bed. And this toddler woke me up and crawled in bed. And I was like, you need to go back in bed. And he just ignored me and fell asleep. And I was like, hey, listen, if you're going to sleep, whatever. Yeah. As long as you don't kick me in the fucking throat. Yeah. Leave me alone. And then two seconds later, well, probably like five minutes later, he pops up and he goes in the hallway and just stands there for a minute. And now I'm like, I have to watch to make sure that he's going into his bed. Right. Yeah. And then he sees that I'm awake and he comes over to me and he's like, mom, I need my water. (laughs) Fucking toddler whispers. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I just. I just, what do you need? I just didn't go in my bed. That's why. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So he did that to me. And I was like, okay, lay down and I'll get your water. And then I was in his bedroom. And I'm fucking exhausted and confused at the moment, right? Like, I don't even know how my body is moving. And I wake up kind of in his bedroom. And I'm like, why the fuck am I in here getting his water? Like, why didn't I just put him back to bed? Yeah, like, why didn't he just get his water? Yeah, before I was like, yeah, crawl in bed, whatever, fuck it. Like, no, don't do it. Okay, whatever. But now that I have to actively get up and move, I should just put him back in his bed. But yeah. I didn't. I got his water, and I crawled back in bed with him. And I was like, okay, now don't fucking move. And then he moved for, like, the next hour. And I was yeah. like, god damn it, stop moving. And mm. then he fell asleep. And I was like, this is great. And then my little dog, Goober, jumped mm. up on the bed, and he was like, what the fuck, Ma? He's in my spot. Because <laughs> you know how they sleep in the same fucking spot every night? Yeah. So then this causes a ruckus of Goober jumping over me on one side, jumping over me on the other side, running into my baby boy, jumping over me, jumping back. <laughs> and so like, I can't clear. get comfy. Yeah, he's fucking pissed. And so I, like, have to scoot over so that he has – because I'm on the edge of the fucking bed. Mm-hmm. So he's getting this little tiny ledge, and he snuggles into me, and it's so cute. And then my toddler, three-year-old fucking knee in my back, and I'm in the shape of a letter backwards S. <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable, but everybody settles down and falls asleep. And I'm like, God damn it, I can't sleep. You should have just gone into his room. <laughs> I fucking considered it heavily. Oh, my God. I know. And then I was like, just go go asleep. And then I fell asleep. And then he woke up, like, 500 more times. and. The dogs woke up a bunch. So I was exhausted, right? Yeah. Okay. So then cut to morning. He wakes up and Lee is kind enough to get up with the kids because he knows I didn't fucking sleep. Yeah. And and I was tired from the night before. And so then they're like about to go to their fucking babysitters or daycare or whatever. And my little son runs in to say good, like bye to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he runs in, he straight up fucking headbutts me. I don't know how this no. happens, but like jumping and diving on me. Headbutts right in the eyebrow. Oh. I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, this is the worst. You have to be aware of your body. We <laughs> yes. talked about this. Yes. Oh, my God. It just wasn't my day. Aww. I've been beat up by a three-year-old. Yeah. They're fucking aggressive, man. They're so aggressive. And then when you just walk by, they just fucking try to swipe you with the leg. And you're <laughs> like, motherfucker, I just want to sit down. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. <laughs> Fucking monsters. Yeah, they're awful. They're awful, awful people, and they don't know any better. They think it's hilarious, and they're so cute. That's they're the only so cute. They're I love him. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't wait to go to sleep, so let's record this episode. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids, he better stay in his goddamn bed if he knows what's good for him. If he knows it's good for him. I brought him into this world. Yeah, take him right out of it. He knows it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he fears mom. Okay, are you ready? For so episode one eleven. One 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 one. One Prestige. Why, 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 why? Yeah, I'm so ready. Let's okay, do let's it. do this. This week I am gonna tell you about Lori Dan. All right. Lori Dan was born in late 1950s in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. to parents Norman and Edith Wesserman. Okay. Her father was an accountant and made pretty good money, so growing up she always lived in nice homes and wore really nice clothing. Ooh. Ooh. She is on those good leggings, too. Yeah. What's that, Lululemon girl? Mm-hmm. Shoot. 
when she was a teenager, her parents paid for her to have plastic surgery. Okay. Which is odd. Yeah, your body's not quite done yet, but I, all right. Yeah, Do I'm you? not quite sure what kind of plastic surgery or why, but she had plastic surgery, and it really boosted her self-esteem. And all of the boys started to notice, and she started dating a lot. It was boobs. She got boobs. It had to be boobs. The boys started to notice. Yeah. It's the only thing they're going to notice. boobs? My God, she's a teenager. Yeah, still but doing booby things. If a uh, if like a mom was a flat chested person and then her daughter hadn't developed yet, she might be like, "This is the time to shine. Get a boob job." Maybe I was totes thinking it was like a nose job or something. I don't think a dude would notice. Well, Unless I mean, they had would just, a fucked up. nose. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe she had a fucked up nose, and the, I mean, I, again, I didn't look at pictures. Yeah, and then the boys are like, "Wow, she's pretty now." Yeah, I think you. I think a nose job in high school would just get you more made fun of. Like, look, you changed oh, your face. Maybe. Yeah, or boobs would be like, is it? Is it boobs? Did she develop over the summer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did she develop over the weekend? <laughs> that was pretty quick. Yeah, don't touch them. They're bruised. <laughs> yeah, they were like super bruised. Yeah. All right, so that was high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she eventually went to college at the University of Arizona. Okay. So she, like, fucking traveled for college, right? Was that the Wildcats? Wildcats. She actually attended, like, four different colleges in her whole college career, but I didn't list or name them all. Okay. But she really wasn't that interested in school. Instead, she was more interested in finding a sugar daddy to become a trophy wife. Mm-hmm. So yep. she was looking for a guy with money. Yeah, that's why some women go to college. Yeah, that's probably why she got a boob job. Mm-hmm. This is like all false fucking reporting. <laughs> I'm just making it up. I feel like she got a boob job. I mean, listen. Yeah. I'm just speculating, speculating. wildly. Yeah. yeah. And also context clues. Boys noticed. Yeah. Boys don't notice shit but boobs. <laughs> true. Very true. All right. So, you know, she's in college looking for a rich guy. Yeah. And she was always dating men who had a lot of money. Because mm-hmm. she had a lifestyle that she was accustomed to, you know? Mm-hmm. She eventually met a man who fit the bill, and he was a pre-med student, and the couple fell in love. Well, they eventually get engaged, and Lori really let her schoolwork slide because now she wasn't going to have to work, right? She was like, snagged a doctor. Yeah, don't need to pass these classes. Exactly. I'm out of here. But she started to get a little too possessive and dependent on her new fiancé, and he eventually broke things off with her and called off the wedding. Ooh, okay. And Lori was devastated. Yeah. That's not in the plans. Right? Like, I just dropped all those classes. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of finishing school, she decided to return home to Chicago, and this was in 1980, and she became a cocktail waitress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I should note that she's living at home with her parents again. Okay. Well, (laughs) while she was there, she met a man by the name of Russell Dan. Okay. And he just so happened to be born into a rich family. Ooh. And big surprise, the pair hit it off. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1982, the couple get married, and shortly after the wedding, Lori began to exhibit signs of deteriorating mental health. Ooh, that's not good. Not good at all. They lived in this big, gorgeous, fancy home, but Lori had no interest in keeping the home tidy. Fucking same. Yeah, I know, right? I don't have an interest in it. I just do it. <laughs> yeah, right? What the fuck does that mean? Can't hold that against her. No. And then when she would do laundry, she would take the wet clothes, and instead of putting them in the dryer, she would fold them up and put them away in the drawers. And that's weird. And they would, like, mold. Yeah. That's... But I'm thinking, like, okay, but who hasn't done this with, like, towels where they're not quite dry? Okay, jeans occasionally. Yeah. yeah. And then you put them away and you're like, big mistake, should have let them air out first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it sounds more like full loads of wet clothes because yeah, then I'd be yeah. like, 10 more minutes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so throw them in the dryer real quick. At yeah. least let them run an extra spin cycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is it is it they were a little damp or were they like, shake these out, they're wet? <laughs> yeah, right? Also, when Russell would get home, the house would be a mess, like I said, and dinner wouldn't be made because she had just spent the whole day watching TV. Hmm. Loving okay. the dream. Yeah. Yeah. You have fucking arms, Russell. Get it together. <laughs> God damn it. Macaroni's not that fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. I want mac and cheese. But I guess, you know, as trophy wife, you have some duties to uphold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to participate a little bit in the household. Yeah, you can't just be, like, coasting. Yeah. Unless you got them beer-flavored nipples. Mm. She might have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that standard issue? In, I'm not quite sure. It might have been the an upgrade. Extra. Yeah. <laughs> might have been extra in the upgrade. That's with the lift kit. <laughs> 
She started to compulsively wash her hands and do these little, like, ritual tick things, like tap her feet twice whenever she was at a stoplight. So she had obsessive-compulsive disorder. Sounds like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Then in October of 1985, Russell couldn't handle it anymore, and he asked for a divorce. So he was like, you're not doing anything around the house. You're causing a lot of mess. You're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. Let's separate. Deuces, my man. Yep. So now the couple are separating, and Russell goes, and he gets his own apartment. And during the oh, ooh, <laughs> and dur- what is that a bachelor pad? <laughs> ooh, girl, living the dream. Mm-hmm. And during this time, Lori claims that Russell was violent and abusive towards her. Oh no, I know. And the police were called several times out to fucking interview them. And every time they would like talk to the cops, whatever. The cops started to get to know them very well. And Russell actually had to file a handful of harassment charges against Lori too. Oh, shit. So it was a pretty messy divorce where they're each blaming each other and saying, like... Yeah, this guy's a fucking problem or this girl's the problem. Exactly. One account of these, like, harassment charges or whatever was that Russell... (laughs) Harassment charges or whatever. (laughs) Allegedly. It's a pretty big fucking account, just so that you're aware. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Was that Russell was woken up in the middle of the night being stabbed in the (gasps) chest... By her. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah. And she fled and he survived and accused oh her of God. the stabbing. Oh my God. And then they did a polygraph test where he failed and she passed. What? Yeah. What? So all the charges were dropped. Because well, she was like, I didn't do that. And he was like, Yeah, she did it. Well, how did he fail it? I don't know. Did she really not do it? I guess she was like really used to playing the victim a lot mm-hmm. and like was a pretty good liar. Yeah. And a pretty girl and everything. Yeah. And so maybe she was just like really confident and really believed her shit. And also she had mental health issues. So maybe she genuinely didn't remember it. Yeah, you know, she passed the polygraph test. and Yeah, but how did he fail? Maybe he was nervous, man. That's what I'm getting I'm at. so, like, if I ever had to go do a polygraph test, I'd be so nervous I was going to fail, even if I was telling the truth, just because I know, like, if your heart races, it's going to pick it up and shit like that. I agree for the most part, but I feel like that's kind of like if I was, like, guilty of anything. But if I'm, like, there voluntarily giving my statement, I'd be like, let's bring it on. Bring well, on Well, maybe he was, like... Oh, for sure it was her. And then as he started to think about it, he's like, well, I don't know for sure if it was her. Like, I woke up to being stabbed. Yeah. It was a bit traumatic. Y'all. Hmm. I don't know. Weird. Okay, so because he failed and she passed, the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is a store clerk even came forward and said that he recalled Lori going into the store before the stabbing occurred and bought an ice pick. Oh, my God. He was stabbed with an ice pick? I guess. That's awful, right? Wow. What was that movie? Oh, fuck. Fatal Attraction? (gasps) Something like that? I'm pretty sure. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure that that movie is loosely based off of this lady. (gasps) Because that was like a pretty lady, and then she would go to the interviews with, like, detectives and stuff and, like, you know, wear a short skirt and uncross and cross her legs. And they Uh were like, she has a vagina. She's got to be innocent. (laughs) That's a loose Loose summary of the movie <laughs> that I saw a couple of times back in, I don't know, the 90s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm so glad but you brought that up because I got, didn't write it down. Yeah, she stabbed the guy with an ice pick. She was like, let's get sexy time. And then she tied him up and then she reached behind, like, under the pillow yep. or something. Yep. And then she fucking stabbed the shit out oh, of him. Oh, that's interesting. See, in my brain, I've totally seen the movie before, but I have the worst memory when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. So I remembered those two, those as, like, separate movies. Oh, but I do remember that. Yeah, I think it's the same movie. Uh, you're yeah. like 100% right. I wouldn't change your fucking thought okay. on me because I suck at remembering movie details. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. Is no, that you're Sharon right. Stone? I don't remember the name of the lady. I don't know either, but that's our gal. Yeah. Lori right. Dan. Lori Dan. Lori Dan. Okay, so like I said, they're like, oh, she bought a fucking ice pick. Yeah. In April of 1986, she accused Russell of breaking into her parents' house, where Lori was now living again, mm-hmm. and vandalizing the place, which he claims didn't happen. Did so you feel she... that polygraph, too? <laughs> I guess they didn't polygraph him for that shit. <laughs> so she went out and bought a gun so that she could protect herself. Oh, geez. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Then she reached out to that old fiancé mm-hmm. that was a doctor or becoming a doctor. Yeah. Well, now he was a doctor. And she called him at the hospital and was like, oh, by the way, I had your baby. Congratulations, your dad. What the fuck? This is years later? Yeah. And the doctor was like, bullshit. I never got you pregnant. Yeah. And then she started calling his work and claiming to have been raped by him and trying to tarnish his reputation. Like, she was going fucking balls to the wall on this shit. She's bananas. 
Also, what she would do is she would call Russell's family and harass them all the time and was actually arrested for their harassment. But all of the charges were dropped between Russell's family and her Mm ex-fiance because they were also worried that, you know, her parents had a lot of money and shit. So if she ever got arrested, they would just post her bail and then she would really make good on her claims of like harming them or whatever she was harassing them about. Fuck, that sucks. Pretty fucking intense, right? Yeah, and, like, seems kind of counterproductive. Because, like, yeah, they might have a lot of money and post her bail and stuff, but, like, if you just let her not be in jail, then she's free to do the thing. Yeah, but then she's, like, not mad at you. <laughs> yeah, but she's already kind of mad at you because she's doing crazy shit. Super true. But also, <laughs> I guess they didn't have any evidence, really, to, like, arrest her on Ugh, either. That's rough. So then in April of 1987, Lori claimed that Russell had raped her with a steak knife. What? I don't know how that happens. I feel like there would be evidence of that. That's exactly what I was thinking because there was no evidence that was ever produced and no injuries were reported. Like, I feel like if a doctor took a look, he could be like, yeah, that was uh, the steak knife. This looks like someone got raped with a, with a knife. Jesus, a steak knife is serrated. Blech. Why? That is awful. That's my worst. I know. I'm pretty like, sure this was in our last episode, right? Yeah, it We just recorded so many, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. No, it makes me severely uncomfortable. Yeah. Ugh, that's gross. Well, I'm pretty sure it didn't happen because Hopefully. she never reported any injuries, but they did give her a lie detector test and she passed. That's insane. Right? I want to take a lie detector test. Like yeah. for funsies, not to be like. Yeah. I want to try and pass it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 like yeah you yeah. want to try to be deceptive? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to deceive so many things. Ooh. You still Decepticon? Ooh. I'm so suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I won't be. They won't even expect me. Suspect yeah. me. No, they, they won't. might expect me to come to the appointment, <laughs> but they won't suspect me of anything because I'll be like, not after you decept them. Yeah. I'm going to deceive them. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So. Through all of this, Lori's parents believed every claim that she had made, and they backed her up 100%. Wow. She was seeing a psychiatrist for her obsessive-compulsive disorder, and she was diagnosed with, quote, a chemical imbalance. Okay, yeah. The, the doctor said that she was not a harm to anyone or herself, and the cops who knew her and her family very well by now were like, but are you sure, though? Because, like, she's got a gun. And the doctors were like, yeah, that's fine. She can have a gun. It's fine. Oh, okay. Totally fine. She's not a harm. She's just going to attack people randomly, allegedly. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. That's fine. Then Lori started to take up babysitting. Uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no. Whose kid? <laughs> they were just like fucking kids. I don't know. They weren't fucking kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got you. got me? Yeah. Some of her, some of the families that she watched the children for, some of them just absolutely loved her. And she was like the best babysitter ever. Okay. But, I don't like it. Yeah. But other families were like, dude, our furniture is like getting ruined and food is missing. Ew. And I think she's stealing from us. How is she ruining fur- furniture? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's crazy. Ugh. She eventually moved out of her parents' house and rented a room in a sorority home Ooh, with baby. students that were 12 years younger than her. That's weird. She, <gasps> she was, was going to be mother hen. She was. She was 30 at the time. Mm. And um, I, I guess her roomies, I don't know what you want to call them, dorm mates, whatever. <laughs> sorority sisters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her <laughs> fucking Alpha Chi Omega. Sorority daughters. Yeah. They were reporting some odd behavior from her. Mm-hmm. Like, she would just ride the elevator around for hours. Well, listen. Up and down. We've all wanted to. <laughs> Got nothing to do and you have an elevator? Okay. All right. I used to give respite care for this little girl, and we would pretend that the elevator in her apartment was a rocket ship. Yeah, it sounds fun. I know. <laughs> you got to live her dream. I did. <laughs> And she was a babysitter. You were kind of a babysitter. I am Lori Dan. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm, not quite. She would also wear gloves whenever she had to touch metal. Okay. Which I don't know how they figure that shit out. Like, she only puts on gloves when she has to touch metal, or is she wearing gloves because she doesn't want to touch metal? Yeah. Don't know the logistics. Like, did she always have gloves in her pocket and then would pull them out? Like, let me just grab this microphone or whatever the fuck is metal. <laughs> she's, I'm pretty sure she's not grabbing a lot of microphones, but maybe like well, a door handle. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't consider door handles. <laughs> I have a microphone in front of me that has a lot of metal on it. <laughs> true, true. I see where your head went. Yeah. I also imagine them to be uh, like long white gloves. <laughs> like Cruella DeVille gloves. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever develop an obsessive compulsive disorder where I can't touch things, I will wear Cruella DeVille. Oh, no. Have How you about- ever looked at the nails on those gloves? Just the a side nails? note on Cruella DeVille's gloves. No. Because she had long ass fingernails. And then she wore those long red gloves. The nails are on the outside of the gloves. I've never noticed. Yeah, you should I check it. I hated 101 Dalmatians. I never watched it because of dogs. God damn it. Yeah. They're fine. Well, None at the beginning, it's really sad. At the beginning, they're like, one of them isn't going to make it. And they make yeah, it. Yeah, and then it does. That's like four minutes into the movie. <laughs> I know. It hurts my heart too bad. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, it's literally a deep-seated issue. Do you just not watch Disney Yeah, I only watch the ones that I'm okay with. Like, fucking Lion King almost ruined my life. Yeah, but also, it's a good movie. Yeah, I know, but they're all so sad. I just, my heart can't, all right? (sighs) Listen. Okay. You're missing out. I know. Anyway. Anyway, back to Lori Dan. She's living in this apartment. Yeah. Or whatever, fucking sorority house. Yeah. And her... Riding the elevator like a rocket ship. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Wearing Cruella DeVille gloves. Yeah. Her sorority sisters, daughters, whatever, they started to report some odd behavior coming from her home. And that was that it smelled pretty fucking awful. Mm. And I guess it would smell so bad because she was stuffing meat in the couch cushions. What the fuck? Yeah, pretty sure. I don't know if it's like I ate something and the meat fell in there, but it made stuffing it sound like sounds stuffing different. <laughs> it in there, like hoarding it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, this is for later. Which is really sad because it's like mental health, right? Yeah, like, that's definitely. Someone go check on her. Yeah, it's definitely not good. That's something bad. Right? So her family started to get really concerned for her and they took her to the psychiatrist and they upped her meds. Mm-hmm. She started to become obsessed with good and bad numbers and would just flip through the TV channels repetitively. Mm-hmm. She stole books from the library about poisons and even stole diluted arsenic from a lab. And I'm like, How? How'd she get in a lab? How? I have so many questions. Maybe if she worked at a sorority, then she took one of the sorority sisters' uh, oh, like student things or yeah. was like, oh, my God, are you going to chemistry? I'll walk you to your class. Oh, is this the lab? I don't know why they had unguarded, diluted arsenic arsenic. out, but I don't know either. But that makes so much more sense because I was like, did she just walk into a lab? Like, I don't (laughs) even know where a lab is. I know where they say that there's a lab, but I walk in and it's a reception area. Like, I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would assume it's definitely at like a school, at the school. Yeah, yeah. That makes so much more sense. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Lori started to buy wigs and clothing and would like form a disguise and walk around in disguise. This also seems... Like it would be just a fun time. Right. Riding the well, elevator in a wig and fucking elbow length gloves. <laughs> I agree. When they were like, uh, she started to develop deteriorating mental health because she wasn't cleaning her house and she just watched TV all day and she never fucking dried the laundry. I was like, sounds perfect to me. <laughs> Judging, like, aren't not we? Concerned. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. All of this sounds fun, minus the rotting meat in the cushions. Yeah, that's weird. And stealing shit. So, you know. It's not good. Yeah. There's probably deep-seated stuff going on. For sure. And it wasn't good. And her father was like, you need to go to a hospital and you need to enter inpatient treatment because you're not doing so hot right now. But she refused. And she eventually stopped her meds and stopped seeing her doctors, which obviously didn't help either. Mm, Yeah. That's probably the bad thing to do. Like the worst thing you could do. Exactly. She started calling her exes and their family again and making death threats. And because these calls were now happening across state lines in some of the cases, the FBI got involved because her, like, doctor ex lived in Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. So they were like, yo, you can't be making fucking death threats, especially across state lines because that's how we know you're serious. I don't know why. It's like... (laughs) That's where we draw the line. That's where they draw literally across the state line. Got it. But again, like I said, nobody ever, like anybody who tried to file charges or whatever, they were always dropped because they were like, well, I don't want her to fucking make good on her threat if I piss her off. Like, obviously, she's not in a good mental health state. Like, just make sure she's taken care of, right? Yeah. So nobody ever filed any charges. Wow. Okay. Right. Then in May of 1988, a janitor of her like sorority home found Lori laying in the fetal position inside a trash bag Uh, in the trash room. What? Right. Is she dead? No, she's alive. And so this led to a search of her apartment because they were like, you're not okay. Like, what is going on in here? 
Yeah. And that's where they discovered that she's not, like, fit to live on her own, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, she's got meat stuffed in the cushions. She <laughs> it's all this, this meat about. Yeah. She's like, I thought that was the fridge. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But they're like, you can't live on your own. Yeah. And so she was sent to go live back at her parents' house. Okay. Okay. So here is where stuff starts to get weird. Oh. We're starting now? Okay. It's starting now. You know all that diluted arsenic that she somehow stole? Mm-hmm. Well, she started mixing it into rice cereal snacks, which I'm assuming are Rice Krispies. Okay. Did you know that rice has arsenic in it? Well, she added more. Okay. <laughs> she was like, they'll never suspect the rice because it already has arsenic in it. <laughs> exactly. So what's the harm, right? Yeah. Well, then she also mixed it into juice boxes, and she would mail them to her ex-clients, who she used to babysit for. What? She also mailed these little samples to her ex, Russell. And she hand-delivered some to some families of ex-clients, right? What the fuck? And some of these people hadn't seen her in a really long time. So they were like, why are you bringing me snacks? <laughs> like, what yeah. is going on? Would you eat it? Hell no. If, she, if somebody just, like, somebody that used to babysit my kids just showed up and was like, I made you rice crispies. So but if <laughs> somebody that you didn't know sent you snacks... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I would definitely eat. <laughs> I eat so many snacks. We've I'm done this. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. I don't feed them to my children. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. In all of the cases, the juices were, like, leaking because she didn't, like, seal them back properly. Uh, Yeah, no, I wouldn't eat that. I yeah. drink those juice boxes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, don't ever mail us cookies that you homemade because I probably won't eat those either. No, I don't think I would either. Yeah. So these treats, they were homemade, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't taste right, so no one actually ate them. Like, they were too bitter. If anybody took a bite in, they were like, what's wrong with these? Do they taste like walnuts or whatever the fuck it is? Almonds? (laughs) Almonds. (laughs) Well, it was also diluted arsenic, right? So it wasn't enough to do any real harm, even if it were, like, fully consumed. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, like, maybe get you sick a little. Yeah, yeah. So no one realized that there was arsenic in the food yet or anything. They were just like, wow, that was fucking weird. Everyone's just like, she's a really bad cook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And super strange that she just showed up here with snacks. Yeah, this isn't what Capri Sun used to taste like. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. Then on May 20th at 9 a.m., she goes and picks up two children who she babysat for. Uh, I guess she was back to babysitting. Okay, I was like, just out of the blue? No, it was like she had some clients, right? Yeah. So she goes and picks up these two kids, and they were supposed to go to a park or some shit. Mm -hmm. But instead, she drives them to Ravina Elementary School, where her former sister-in-law... One of the people who she would constantly make death threats to had two young kids attending. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, you're not going to like this story. Uh, she left kids? I thought she was going to kill, like, fucking Russell. Not that that's better, but it's kind of better. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell yeah, me story. yeah, I feel you. She left the children in the car, and uh, she walked into the school, and she tried to detonate a bomb. What the fuck? What the fuck? Could you pass me the pipe bomb from the back, sweetie? Excuse I'll be right me, back. Honey. Yeah. Uh, step out of the way. You're in the way. I yeah. can't see with the light. Oh, my God. I guess this caused, like, a small fire in the school, but one of the teachers was able to quickly blow it out. So it wasn't <laughs> it was a really a small fire. Big boom. Like, oh, a birthday cake. Yeah, like a candle. Yeah. A lighter. I, I don't know. But anyway, so it didn't actually cause any harm. Okay. She then drove to a daycare. So she was like, ah, I got to get the fuck out of here. My bomb didn't go off. Yeah. So then she drove to the daycare where the daughter of the ex-sister-in-law attended, and she tried to get into the daycare while she was holding a plastic can of gasoline. The fuck? And they were like, no, you can't come in here. Yeah, you're not on any list. And no. also, that's not an approved snack. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Where's the Rice Krispies, yo? Yeah. And so she took the two children that she was sitting for home, and she tried to feed the little boy, because it was a little boy and a little girl. Mm-hmm. She tried to feed the little boy the, some poisoned milk, but he spat it out because it tasted bitter. Oh, my God. I know. She's crazy. Yeah. Literally, but also, like, goddamn. Yeah. Then the mom got home of the kids, and Lori was like, okay, bye. And then she set fire to the home, and what? the mom and the children were trapped inside in the basement. <gasps> what? Yeah, but eventually they got out and no one was harmed. Holy shit. What are the fucking odds? This lady is going batshit crazy, trying to blow shit up, and, like, so far nobody has gotten hurt. Or called the cops. Right? I'm sure people were aware at this point, right? She just tried to set a home on fire. I mean, unless they were like, oh, it was an accident. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Thank God we escaped. Too bad we were trapped for a minute. Lori then drives three blocks to Hubbard Woods School and carrying three handguns. What the fuck? Which she had, like, tucked all over her body. Yeah. She entered the school. 
She walked into a second grade classroom and observed it for a bit and then walked out. And I'm like, wow. Uh, why is no one like, um, what the fuck, miss? Like, get the Ma'am? fuck out of here. Yeah. Can you leave the premises? Can you not be here? Like, who who are you taking care of? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, that's that's really scary. And those sweet little babies just got away unscathed. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, well, not quite. Aww. So she spots a young boy in the hallway and as she's leaving. And she pushed him into the boy's bathroom. What a bitch. And fires at him, <gasps> hitting him. Oh, no. Then she pulled out a second gun to shoot at two other boys who were in the bathroom and who had witnessed what had just happened. Oh, my God. And her gun jammed. And Good. the boys book it the fuck out of there. The and boys kick her in the nuts and fucking escape. <laughs> right? And they're yelling, like, you know, someone has a gun in there shooting, right? Yeah. She then re-enters that second grade classroom and told all of the children to get in the corner. And the teacher was like, not on my fucking watch. And the teacher charges at Lori and disarms her. Oh, my God. But Lori reached into her waistband and pulled out her third gun. What the fuck? And started shooting at the children. (gasps) She shot and killed eight-year-old Nicholas Corwin. Oh, my God. And ended up wounding four other children. Why are you telling me this? I know. It's the worst story ever. Ugh, I hate this. Two of the children were boys and two of them were girls. So she runs to her car, right? She shoots them, whatever, runs to her car. Yeah. To flee. And she's driving away. And she gets cut off by a fucking funeral procession. (laughs) And she knows she is running out of time. So she, like, you know, she's fucking, so many things just happened. And... There's got to be cops coming for her, right? I would think. So she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So she jumps out of her car and she rips off her bloodstained shorts. And because I guess she had gotten blood on her from shooting the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wraps a blue plastic bag around her waist. <laughs> and she runs through some close by woods, totally leaving her car just sitting there. And she reaches a home owned by the Andrews family. Okay. Okay, so she bursts through the door, and there was a mother and a 20-year-old son, and they're standing in the kitchen like, what the fuck? Yeah, this lady with a fucking bag diaper just ran in. (laughs) Yeah, like covered in blood. Yeah. With guns. What's going on? And Lori starts saying that she had just been raped and had shot the guy who was raping her during, like, a struggle. Mm -hmm. So that, like, explains her experience. And Miss Andrews and the son, Philip. They noticed that she had two guns on her, and they were like, what the hell is happening? Why do you have two guns if you didn't expect to be, like, attacked? Yeah, like, that's odd. Why do you—what is going on here? Yeah. So they calm her down, and they're like, yo, we need to call the cops, right? Like, you need to fucking file this under R for rape. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Lori is super insistent that they don't call the cops, and she's starting to get, like, agitated because obviously she didn't get raped. Yeah. She's like, we're not going to file anything. (laughs) We're just going to hang out here. And Miss Andrews goes upstairs and, like, gets some pants from her daughter's room so that Lori has something to, like, wear. Yeah. And while Lori's putting on her pants, Philip is able to get a hold of one of the guns. Oh. And he, like, pockets it. Okay. They suggest that she should call her family at least or something. Like, you can't just fucking hang out here. And also, if you're not going to call the cops, then at least call your parents so they can come get you or something. Yeah. So she agrees and she talks to her mom on the phone saying, Mom, I just did something really bad and the police are involved. Oh. Now, Philip and Mrs. Andrews are like, uh-uh, come a fucking again? Because you just told me that, yeah. you know. That's not what you told me. Yeah, I guess they could be like, yeah, it's really bad that you shot somebody. (laughs) But also you're being raped. Like, let's call the cops, right? Yeah. So Philip takes the phone and explains, like, hey, she just got raped and shot somebody and says, I think you should come and get your daughter. But Lori's mom is like, well, I don't have a car. What? Right? And during this time, while they're on the phone, Mr. Andrews comes home and he walks in and is like, what the fuck is going on in my kitchen? (laughs) And and he tells Lori that she needs to give up her gun. Like, hey, okay, I understand some shit just went down, but you can't have a gun in my house. Yeah, we're not going to attack you or harm you in any way, so you got to put that shit away. Right? And he totally pulls that, like, dad move. Like, no guns in my house. Yeah, not under my roof. Right? And then Lori starts to get real mad and is like, F that noise. I'm not giving anyone my gun. And so things are You're not my real dad. (laughs) Exactly. You were there. (laughs) Well, Mr. Andrews is like, let me talk to your mother. (laughs) And while he's on the phone with Lori's mom, Mrs. Andrews sneaks out of the house and calls the cops. Oh, that's good. So everybody's distracted, and Mrs. Andrews is like, don't be so special. Don't be so special. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so then Mr. Andrews is like, well, listen, he gets off the phone, right? And he's like, well, if you're not going to fucking give up your gun, then I'm leaving the house because I don't feel comfortable with you in here. Yeah. And Lori's like, fine, but Philip stays. What? <laughs> I don't know. If I'm I was, not, is the dad like, no? I'm not quite sure how intense or everything is. Or he like, deuces, <laughs> later. <laughs> At least it's not me. I don't know if it was like super intense, like, oh my God, she's going to shoot us at any point. Or if they were just kind of like, whatever, you know. Yeah, like, I, don't have a fucking gun. God yeah, damn it. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. But I'm going to imagine it was kind of tense and that she didn't have much control over the situation. Yeah. And they were just like easing their way gently around it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now the Andrews parents are outside, and Philip is inside with Crazy Lori, and she. Hears- Dad just left. He was like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, sorry, son." Yeah, like I said, I'm. I don't know the circumstances. I don't know if it was like, yeah, but flee, or if it was just like, I'm gonna leave, and then he left, or if it was like. Later, loser. <laughs> She's like, fine, but Philip stays. I'd be like, uh, I can't in good conscience. I'd be out that door so fucking quick. Yeah, you would. I, not yeah, if it was would. my kid, probably, though. Well, that's why I'm wondering, like, was the situation more just like, if you're going to have that gun, I'm not going to stay in this house. And she's like, don't leave this house. And then he just walked out. <laughs> Nothing happened because she didn't really have that much control. Yeah. Or like, Philip was like pretty fucking close and indirect shot of her and was like couldn't leave. I, I feel like as a parent, you're not supposed to leave your kid with an armed person. Maybe he was like, "Come on, Philip." <laughs> and Philip was like, "Fuck, I missed my window." God damn it, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're always leaving me behind. Oh, I don't know exactly how. It was just very brief like, "Okay, the parents got outside, the mom called the cops, and Philip was stuck inside with Lori." Okay. And then Lori starts to hear police sirens, mm-hmm. and she knows they're advancing on her, So, and she just did a lot of bad things, right? Like, yeah. Mm, fucking shit's piling up. Yeah. So she fires a shot at Philip, <gasps> shooting him in the chest. What the fuck? And he somehow stumbles out the back door and collapses. Oh, my God. Where police snag him and get him medical attention, and he lives. Well, thank fucking God. Thank fuck. The police surround the house, and they're trying to persuade her to come out and surrender, but she just won't. And she's not responding anymore. She just goes silent. Yeah. So they get her parents there and even her ex, Russell, to come and try to negotiate her out of the home. hmm But again, it doesn't work. Then around 7 p.m., the police enter the home and they go upstairs and they find Lori's body laying dead in the bedroom by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the oh. mouth. Oh. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All in all, despite all of her crazy antics and attempts, all of the children who were shot actually ended up living except for the one boy in the classroom, Nicholas Corwin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. The poor baby. I know. This whole incident sparked a lot of controversy over, like, gun control and shit. Yeah. It also sparked a lot of debate over committing mentally ill people to hospitals against their will. Ooh. Because, like, she should have been, like, this is all, like, a huge mental illness issue. Like, I don't know if she was, ah, you know. Well, like, like, the parents should have been committed, too, if they were to, like, no, she's fine at that Well, her dad was trying to talk her into it. Okay. Yeah. To, like, you need to go into inpatient treatment, and she refused. Yeah. But But she's in her 20s, right? She was in her 30s. 30s. Yeah. So, yeah, listen. Yeah. Can't be doing that shit. No, and definitely shouldn't own a gun. No, especially. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is that Lori's parents really would not cooperate with the investigators to, like, help determine how or why this happened. Ooh. The night of the shooting, they let investigators into her room briefly, and then they refused to let them have access to her belongings or, like, her mental health records or anything after. What? The police eventually got access— But it was through court orders, and in terms of, like, searching her room, her parents had plenty of time to get rid of a lot of potential evidence. Yeah. And it's not like she was super hiding anything crazy. I think they thought that they were protecting her, and then also— She's dead. Well, I think, like, her—because she had mental health issues. So they were like, let's not villainize her. Uh, you know what would be worse— is if she was just evil enough to go into a fucking elementary school and do that. Some shooting kids. I would rather believe that, like, hey, maybe she had some fucking wires crossed or whatever. Yeah, like, let's figure out what this is. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't know. But, you know, when she was going through all of her stuff with her ex and everything mm-hmm. and, like, the death threats, her family, her parents always supported her then. And also there was this note where the 
psychiatrist was saying like, hey, you're having all of these problems because of your childhood. But it never explained, like, what was wrong with her childhood. So maybe the parents didn't want, like, their dirty laundry aired? Maybe. Yeah, like, maybe something was going on there. Hmm. And also, I guess one of the psychiatrists was, like, writing a ton of letters urging her to get back on her medicine and to get help and that it wasn't safe and no, she's no longer safe. to You know, before the psychiatrist was like, oh, no, she's fine. She's, like, in treatment and she's doing great. Guns aren't a worry. And then all of a sudden he was like, yo, she needs to get back in here. But, like, nothing ever happened. Wow. They did do an autopsy on her to determine if she was under the influence of anything. And they found high levels of anaphronil. It's like a drug that a lot of people take for mental disorders. Oh, okay. Like obsessive compulsive and Oh, whatever. so was she prescribed that? She was prescribed that and also she had lithium in her bloodstream, which all Sucking of this on was batteries. <laughs> it's another treatment that they give for oh. people with uh, mental health disorders, but and they were all high levels like it's how much she should have been taking, so she was taking her medicine. Ooh. But I guess they also have some gnarly side effects like maybe going off and doing all the shit. Yeah, that seems fucking intense. So you should be under the care of a health physician, which she bailed on, which is why I'm guessing all of this unfolded. Yeah. But, whoa. God damn, I've never heard that. Me either. Actually, my mother-in-law's, like, bestie sent this to me because she just found out recently. (laughs) Yeah. She just found out that we had a podcast, and she was like, hey, what's the name of your podcast? Because my... And you were like, I forgot. Don't look it up. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) This is embarrassing. Because her niece listens, and she was like, I'm going to, like, send her your way. Yeah. And then the next text I got was a link to the story because my mother-in-law's bestie grew up or lived in Chicago. And so she was like, this is, like, my neighborhood, like, my stomping grounds. Holy this is what shit. Happened. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't normally do stories with babies, but okay. But I guess so. But yeah. okay. Damn, that's yeah. insane. Isn't it crazy? How crazy is it that out of all of the attempts, everything she did— only one child, pa- like, died. Fucking thank God. I know. Isn't that crazy? But also, what if you sent your fucking eight-year-old kid off to school that day? I can't day? think about it. It gives me anxiety. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen. And they're the one kid that died? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or got shot? Mm. Oh, it kills me. I don't like it. Babies no. never, ever, ever should be shot. And by babies, fucking I off mean limits. anyone. My babies. Little. Anyone yeah. that yeah. is not yet an adult. I hate it. Adults probably shouldn't get shot that much either. No. At least not as often as they are being shot. Yeah. But babies have a soft spot in my heart. Agreed. Also, there was like this like heavy metal death metal band or something that wrote a song about her. And it says, Lori Dan, Lori Dan. Damn you, Lori Dan. (laughs) I wish. But I think it says something like, why are there so many guns in your hand (laughs) or something like that. So you got a bunch of guns in your hands. That's deep. What are you doing with those guns in your hands? (laughs) Oh, it's like super scream mode. It's like, Lord, yeah, Lord, yeah, what's up? All the guns in your hands. Mm. And then they just like bang on all their instruments. They bang on their guitars. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. Oh, goddamn. That's a good one. Right? Crazy. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What? We're all done, right? Yeah, we're done, girl. Girl, we got a package. Oh, should we send them out and then open the package? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Okay. By the way, I thought for sure you were going to say, guess what? And then fart because you do that shit all the time. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Not in the shed. That's rude. Yeah. We need a fart exhaust system. Yeah. All right. So if you want to check out pictures pertaining to my case, go to isgdpodcast.com. There's also a link to our Patreon and our merch. Patreon's only a dollar. And now you get 19 episodes yeah. that are on the backlog that you can binge for a dollar. And come support your favorite podcast and your favorite gals and their favorite shed. Mm-hmm. A new one came out last week. That's right. Also, you should follow us on social media. We're at Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join the goddamn pod group on Facebook. We hang out. We talk a lot. We chat. We make jokes. It's fun. You can also fucking get a hold of us there for Patreon questions. You can really get a hold of us anywhere you fucking want. You want my phone number? Here it is. Just kidding. (laughs) Also, if you want to email us case suggestions, do that at isgpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say, hey, how's it going, ladies? Mm -hmm. Also, we want to send out holiday cards. At least that's in our plan somewhere. So if you want to get on that mailing list, email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com, like she just said. 
and put card or something similar to that in the subject line, and that would be splendid. And Aaron will get on that, mm-hmm. and you can e- you can email, you can snail mail Aaron mm-hmm. or at, me at, or, or Stacy. I won't open it probably. You until always I open get it to only Stacey. recently. I haven't been. I always ask for permission before. Oh, at yeah. Any rate. I didn't mean it like as in a shameful thing. It Very was more shameful. of like a oh you always like You always get oh, to open stuff. Tommy growled. No, I, I didn't mean that. it like that at all. <laughs> uh okay, so that's at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Woo woo! And that is where we are going to open all this shit, but not before we tell you that you should go subscribe, rate, and review us. Please yeah, do and it. Tell everybody about us. So tell your friends, tell your friends. We friends. become super famous and we can do you I don't want to be famous. I don't I really actually don't either. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work just being like not podcast famous. It makes me uh like a little bit shaky and embarrassed <gasps> and anxiety inducing when I know that like someone that I know knows that I have a podcast. Okay, this reminds me of so many things before we open this. But okay. first of all, we have to get famous enough that we can do live shows because that just sounds like a lot of fun and a whole new world and we could actually meet people i like that you are optimistic enough to think that live shows are going to be a thing again oh for sure they will <laughs> also uh that reminds me which i've already told you but it blows my mind that we have been recognized in the wild sort of kind of oh yeah oh i just hit my table that yeah. scared me that somebody was at the door <laughs> yeah so my boss was wearing an isgd shirt and she went to the bank, and the teller was like, oh, my gosh, my niece or daughter or something loves your podcast. She's from the Bay Area. That's insane. At, well, not loves your podcast. was like, loves that podcast. And my boss was like, oh, that's one of my coworkers. She's like a co-host of it. Oof. And then she called and told me instantly. <sighs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to rip off all my clothes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, like, literally made my whole fucking day because I was like, somebody that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it and recognized the logo. And it's weird that it's in the wild because, like, I know that a lot of people listen or, like, in my world it's a lot anyway. A lot of people it is. But, like, I don't ever expect to be, like, walking down the street and order a coffee and then have someone be like, I recognize that voice. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, that's not going to happen in my world in my lifetime. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Well, it just kind of did. I mean, not to us, but thank God because that would have been weird. Yeah. I I think if I were to – have been wearing the shirt because I own the shirts too and I'll wear them occasionally uh-huh. I feel like if someone were to be like oh my god I love that podcast or I lo- my so and so loves that podcast I'd be like oh my god me too <laughs> <laughs> crazy I love that you think that way because I wish I did but you know my ass I'd be like oh my god I'm Stacy like an idiot <laughs> And then everybody would be like, okay, fucking cool. I didn't say I listen. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, I would be, I would te- I would definitely be like, oh, that's crazy. So Me too. Cool. My favorite. My favorite one's Erin. <laughs> She's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, on that lovely note, let's open this. Okay. Okay. First yeah. of all, this is like one of the first times. In a while that I made you wait so that we could open it together. I don't know who it's from. And also, there's, like, aluminum foil on the back that looks sketchy as fuck. And it says, save our ship. And there's a picture of a crudely drawn ghost. It's not crude. Or. That is fucking Monet quality. (laughs) And a pumpkin that you thought looked like a vagina. I did. I thought it was a flying vagina. I was like, is that a vagina? God, um, should I open the door in case it's just like poof confetti? I'm gonna open it with this, uh, with this here. Why does it have foil on it? Aluminum foil. I don't know. You're activating. You're activating the ingredients. It might be. Putting them together. It's in a Manila envelope. Oh my god, this is my nightmare. It's sealed with electrical tape. Jesus Christ, Aaron. Like. Like a real fucking treat. I hope this is something that can kill me. I should have let you open this at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it? I'm so excited. Well, it's not death. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fucking a relief. (laughs) I was ready to bail if arsenic was going to come flying out of there. Or... Or oh my god, <gasps> what is it? Oh my, what is it? You know who it's from? Who? It's from Dylan. Shut up! That's why he put fucking foil on there. That motherfucker knew <laughs> what he was doing. And electrical tape. He's like, they're gonna think it's a bomb. <laughs> Dylan, it is. He mailed us. I know it's from. He could have just come over. <laughs> I know it's from Dylan B. 
because of these doodles. I fucking love this kid. <gasps> it's a Dilla Doodle. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, you're gonna make Erin cry, Dylan. She feels so special. I Is it do. a flip book? Uh, yeah. Here it says questions from me to you, part two. Oh, where is there part one before you keep going? Jesus Christ, this is why you don't find the batteries on goddamn... it's part two. Okay. Like, part also. Oh, okay. (laughs) He sent me a bunch of his zines. He makes little zines. I was about to go on a long-ass rant. More drawings of more things that I also drew. What are zines? I fucking love this guy. Little teeny tiny magazines. Oh, little zines. I get it. Uh, Does the sky never move or does it never stop? Oh, my God. Is this how we got the cereal thing? Do late-night thoughts return to our... Heads. Yes, this is how we got the cereal thing. Cereal soup. Oh, man. I'm going to read all of these. Oh, my God. I'm so There's excited. There's so many doodles. I'm going to leave these in places. Uh, in the shed? Yeah. yeah, yeah this isn't just for it. you, bitch. No, they're in mine. <laughs> <laughs> why is he being so nice to us? I Dylan, why are you being so nice to us? I don't know. It's weird. I know. I like it. Come help finish Mud the She Shed. Yeah. I'll be waiting for your arrival. Also, I miss you. He said there should be enough to split or throw away or place delicately inside a little library. Uh, they're going up on the fucking She Shed walls. It's your property now. Do with it as you please. (laughs) (laughs) I miss him. Aww. I miss him too. Thanks, Thanks, Dylan. Dylan. What a guy. Remember when I tried to run my fingers through his hair? Yeah, I remember how uncomfortable he was. I will have that fucking face snapshot in my mind forever. (laughs) (laughs) I will too, because I was like, whoa, I can't. No. (laughs) (laughs) That hasn't been washed in quite a while. (laughs) I'll just slowly move my fingers back now. (laughs) Just have little holes in it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. God. All right. Well, on that note, we love you all. Then there's a fucking helicopter ready to see us out. Just for you. (laughs) Toodles. Bye.